Know the Source on One Radio Network. Well, welcome back. It's a little bit after 11 o'clock Central Time. And uh, by the grace of God, we're able to squeeze Martin Armstrong into our uh, shows. Uh, we just wanted to get with him because crazy land out there, as you know. And he's always fun to talk to. Martin Armstrong, Armstrong Economics is with us. Our phone lines are still out because we had two inches of, of global ice on our lines. Well, of global warming ice uh, ice pack, but uh, they're repairing that line. And Mr. Armstrong has been involved with um, these matters of economics and global uh, economic events for a very long time. He has the economic confidence model, a model uh, sometimes referred to as the pie cycle. And he's been doing some work with that and looking at these different cycles and how they and how they all come back and forth, and it's pretty crazy. So we thought we'd have him on to talk about that. Mr. Armstrong, you're looking pretty snappy today. Are you going to out to lunch with somebody or later? No, just a bunch of other interviews, that's all. Yeah, a bunch of interviews, yeah. So what's with this economic economic uh, uh, confidence model that you've been really uh, digging into lately? And you sent me a thing that's really interesting. All the way back to... What, 1900 or so? Oh, we've taken it back into actually around uh, going back to about 3000 BC. Oh, really? Well, that's a little bit further than that. The recent one I got, though, was more right, uh, 1909, right? 1909. Yeah, it's it was a cycle that I actually had bumped into. and I thought initially it was just an average, and I didn't really expect it to be as accurate as it was. But hmm. uh, I would say the primary difference is that uh, I had <clears throat> discovered it from a, a list of financial panics from 1683 up to 1907. Hmm. And because in scope as well as involving war like 1683 was the uh the siege of vienna where the turks tried to invade europe um so actually encompassed in all of this was both uh climate change war i mean everything was there uh so it it's different than um Brenner cycle or Kondratiev cycle which was based just simply on the um 19th century economic you know waves uh-huh. and you have to understand at that point in time um you know agriculture was still 70 percent of the GDP so Brenner was a farmer all right so I mean his cycle worked very nicely but it began to fall apart with the industrial revolution um i mean today agriculture is only about three percent of gdp so uh obviously it still works very well in agriculture but it doesn't you know reflect the um i would say the the actual economy as a whole and the same thing with kondratiev um there was just simply based upon the 19th century when commodities were the dominant part of the of the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the economic confidence model wasn't based upon any one sector. It was just based upon financial panics. And each one was maybe something different. One was like 1919 was uh, 
the big commodity crash. Yes. 1929 was the stock market crash. So it, it's more of when the panics take place rather than what it's in. And if you look at this chart, which I have in front of me, I, I should have did a slide so we could show people, but it, it's like it does the same thing. I mean, how does that happen if, if people have free will? Uh, I don't understand well, how that works. <laughs> I think because uh, you you individually you have free will yes. to be part of the cycle or to be against it, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so when somebody's buying the high, somebody's selling it to them, right? Okay. Um, so effectively, I, I think the, the best explanation is we all have our own individual cycle personally. Mm -hmm. You know, we enter society and we learn from our mistakes. And then, you know, maybe you were there in 29, you lost a lot of money and you go. And I mean, when I was young, first starting, there was always an old guy in the corner of the room who said, ah, just like 1929. You know? <laughs> right. um, so we would think he's crazy. And now, you know, we're the old guy in the middle, you know, in the corner of the room saying, ah, it's just like 1987, you know. Um, I mean, we all individually learn and progress. Uh, so, but society collectively has this cycle. So it's not that we lose our individual free will. We all learn from our mistakes and grow uh, and mature, you know, throughout life. Uh, but collectively, the society constantly repeats so hmm. it's it's more or less what they say they many people think this is uh like a generational cycle because the big wave tends to be in our model 51.6 years in Kondrati, if it was 54 uh brenner was about 52 um so collectively society goes through these things and um I would, you know, there was a guy, an economist out of Austria, Schumpeter, who tried to come up with a, an explanation for these cycles. And he called them basically the wave of uh, innovation and constructive, um, basically destructive creation in, in a way. Uh, so, for example, when they developed the uh combustion engine mm -hmm. then you know eventually tractors put a lot of people out of work mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and it you know the horse and buggy guys were objecting to automobiles because they lost work you know um and so he called it basically a cycle of innovation so i mean the same thing you know you see like amazon it ends up putting a lot of small uh stores out of business because it's easier to go online just order something and it's delivered to your house sure um so these are waves of innovation is the way schumpeter explained them and that each new innovation uh is creative destruction in other words it creates a new industry but it destroys the last yeah kind of like a home depot putting all the small hardware stores out of business and we saw that happen yes. and we saw that happen yes. it just did they just Boom, went out of business. Yeah. Uh, and, and what you'll see is that, you know, eventually something will happen and takes them out of business. You know, <laughs> um, that, that's just the way it is. I mean, it, you know, we, hmm. I think 
what's in, important is to understand that, I mean, I had gone behind the Berlin Wall before it fell uh, in the late 70s with a friend. I wanted to see what it was really like. Mm -hmm. So I went through Checkpoint Charlie, etc. And he happened to have um, family because the day the, the wall went up, he happened to be walking on the right side of the street with his grandmother. All right, so he became American, but the rest of his family were trapped behind the wall. Wow. So he wanted to go see them. And, you know, there was a rumor that if they found out he was really born there, that they would, you know, kidnap her or something. So he said, I wanted to go with a real American. I said, yeah, okay, fine. I'll go with you. I want to see what this is really about. It was very interesting. Uh, it, it's almost like our cancel culture today. You know, his cousin would take us around and um if anybody was close to us she would say oh this is a pure pure they take such wonderful care of us etc and as soon as nobody was around she'd call them every name in the book <laughs> um and so it's it's reminded me of our cancel culture if you 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 know you're against whatever they say if it's COVID or whatever uh vaccines or whatever you're you're ostracized you're you're removed from from the internet, you know, things that, I mean, it's this exact same thing that I saw. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so that's more of a loss of freedom. And I see us going in that same direction. That's what this cancel culture is really all about. Uh, the same thing in communism. And the reason communism fell is because of innovation. And, um, if you're not free to think and say, gee, you know, I think I have a better way of doing this than somebody else. And there's no ability to create a new invention because the government runs everything. Um, that's why communism collapsed. Uh, it was just simply uh, unsustainable. I mean, it's human nature that that propels society, as Schumpeter was talking about, these waves of innovation. And if you're not free to even imagine and think of something new, um, you know, society collapses. The, the only advances that uh, communism produced, for example, in Russia, um, was more weapons. That's it. Innovation and weapons. That's not consumer goods or anything of that nature. And where is the United States right now on this cycle as far as freedom and innovation and uh, um, what, you're, what you've just talked about? Where are we? Oh, we're in our uh, declining stage. I mean, our computer basically says the United States, as we know it, will probably no longer exist after 2034. Your Socrates, um, your your uh, AI thing that you created years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even take this, uh, <laughs> you know, transgender stuff. Uh, I mean, Biden, the news just came across this morning that Biden intends to veto this bill yeah, that would that. outlaw transgenders from female sports. Um, I mean, it's gone too far. Uh, you know, and... <clears throat> A lot of this affects people's religions, the same way as abortion or whatever. Now you're adding that. Uh, and all civil wars, all breakup of countries comes, it starts with religion. Um, 
the U.S. Civil War. I mean, that was basically the North very religious against, uh, you know, slavery. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, you take the, the English Civil War, Protestant against, you know, uh, you know, Catholics. Uh, India broke up. It was Pakistan, you know, split off because that was Islam against Buddhism, you know. I mean, it's, it's always this, um, religion that seems to be the the biggest issue that eventually creates civil war in a country and which um, plays into now with abortion and transhumanism and all this stuff right this is really pitting people against each other the christians and, and the wokies yes and, yeah wow yeah. so i mean once you start yeah Ooh. dividing society hmm. like this i mean germany did it you isolated the jews um it went from oh well you know the bankers well they're all Jews oh let's just get them all you know <laughs> um, <Let's> get them all. <laughs> so I mean that's pretty much what happened and uh, as soon as you start doing that you isolate one group for whatever reason it is uh, you divide your country uh, it, it you know even Abraham Lincoln had said you know united we stand and divided we fall. Mm -hmm. Um, so the and people, it's very true. people pulling the levers now, we'll call them globalists or whoever. This is what they want. You're saying this is they to divide and conquer and and destroy this country. This is what they want. Yes, I mean the the, the real agenda here uh, is for this one world government. Yes, and uh, it, it's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, you can go to our site and just Google. Um, uh basically you know the you'll see you know merkel and um <clears throat> there was a you, you had the former president of france stand up on the floor of parliament and explain the whole reason for the eu was to end the possibility of european war this idea that one government um well, end war is absurd. I mean, Rome was one government. And how many civil wars did they have? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's fantasy. You know, but they cr created the EU. And, you know, Holland stood up and he said, we did this to end European war. And it, it actually creates it. Because once you start um, messing with people's ideas and culture etc um you then divide things i mean i was in in uh athens and you saw them protesting against the germans dressed up as nazis <laughs> you know um so i mean it's you can't do that We're, we all are individuals uh, as you said we have free will mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you can't have this one government dictate everything and this is the way it's going to be and you only create war how much how much power or pushback do they have with places in texas or florida or desantis saying that we're not going to do whatever the who says and all that do you think there's some real power there for the state level with the 10th amendment and all of that Yes. I mean, what you're going to look at is that the U.S. will break up and it will usually be across the same lines. Uh, so it will most likely be north against south. Um, 
Because, I mean, even the Civil War, where the North saw it as religion, the South saw it as um, more or less a centralized government interfering with their um, economic ideas, etc. I mean, I mean, innovation, as we were talking about before, uh, from the South perspective, the slavery was the workforce. Mm-hmm. So if you eliminated slavery, they were out of business, okay? you know, just right. looking at it economically. Um, whereas the North looked at it from a standpoint of religion. So the two were, were you know, diametrically opposed to each other, which led to, to, to civil war. Um, and, I mean, this is what we're going to see here. I mean, you're seeing... I mean, I mean, you go down Fifth Avenue in New York. I mean, a lot of stores are still boarded up. Well, they were put out of business with COVID. Yeah. Um, I mean, I live here in Florida, and I can say that, that unquestionably the traffic has doubled. I mean, more and more people are just fleeing, you know, New York and all these other places. I mean, even Wall Street, Goldman Sachs moved its most, you know, profitable, you know, division to to Boca Raton. Oh, did they? I mean, Miami is becoming the new Wall Street. (laughs) Um, We don't have a state income tax. Um, We didn't lock down everybody. And and, I mean, and and DeSantis proved to be correct. Um, There's a big movement here, Martin, in Texas to try to make Austin the next Hollywood. They're building studios here. The state uh, agriculture, state uh, legislature is passing laws to give uh, big tax breaks to the filmmakers, and they want to bring it here. They want to bring all the film stuff here because Hollywood is crazy land. So they may pull it yeah, off. I they mean, may pull it off. You know, Texas is getting everybody from the west, yeah. and Florida is getting everybody from the north. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. No state. We're getting along with a lot of Midwest yeah. here. No too. state taxes there as well as Texas. Same, same right. deal. The same and we deal. have a balanced budget. I mean, is that right? Really? Yeah. Uh, it, it's they collect my trash twice a week. I mean, I mean, I have far more services here than I did in New Jersey, and uh, what I pay in taxes here or on property is half of whatever I paid in New Jersey. Half, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the money just up there just seems to go, you know, down the drain or into the pockets of politicians. I mean, you, you know, it's just, it's like Ukraine. I mean, it's an endless pit, you know. Um, We're talking with Martin Armstrong. Armstrong Economics, our phone line is out. So if you'd like a question or a comment, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Mr. Armstrong, uh, the the one word I've seen over and over the last month is de-dollarization, de-dollarization, right? And if we conjecture that these dollar-ring people and, you know, the uh, elite that control the dollar control most of the media, which I think they do, why would they be running this dollarization, de-dollarization word up the flagpole? Why would they be allowing this to be talked about? So they want to destroy their own product, the dollar? I'm confused. No, it's... On April 10th, the IMF released its new digital currency. 
That's what I've heard. I was going to ask you about that. April 10th. And they intend, as part of this one world government idea, mm -hmm. the IMF is to have this uh, reserve currency replace the dollar. It's all part of control. Um, and uh, this is, you know, this woke agenda. It's basically to take down the United States. Uh, and they think by doing this, you're going to have uh, the UN emerge as the great peacemaker, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and the IMF will be then the new currency for everybody to use. I mean, this is really what they are, are doing. What they want to do. Uh mainly because you have to understand um, since World War II, you have governments spending deficits, national debts rising dramatically, and they have no intention of ever paying this off. I mean, you have people saying, oh, return to the gold standard. You don't know what you're asking. It's impossible. Why? Because if you went to an actual gold standard balanced budget, how does a Democrat run for office? <laughs> you can no longer say, vote for me and I'll give you X, Y, and Z. All the social promises disappear. Everything. All right. That's why right. you. So, what they're doing is they've been using war um, as the, I would say, the blueprint for how to default on all the currencies default and currencies. just like they did after world war ii you'll create brenton woods uh and they've been talking about it behind the curtain brenton woods too and everybody defaults on all the debts that's where klaus schwab saying you'll own you know nothing and be happy it's you know? not making it sound they're doing it for you and it's really for that but if, if the united states has 30 probably 35 i think the 30 is a made-up number but say 35 trillion in bonded debt these things martin armstrong are all involved with pension funds and all kinds of things that that have these this paper i mean you just can't make those go away the whole thing would would crash and burn wouldn't it that is what guaranteed basic income is for. Oh man! You replace your your pension fund, oh, etc. So, so your pension fund goes south, but we got we got this for you. We, we this is gonna exactly this is gonna. They're take a great care. savior. Okay, I mean, they come riding in on a white horse. <laughs> uh, see the UN, we're going to save the world, and this right. is the way we'll do it. Uh, and they will have their currency. Uh, and moving to this digital currency is we're back to the wave of innovation. All right. You hire a 16 year old girl next door to, to watch the, the, you know, the kids. Right. How do you pay her? You know, if you give her a $20 bill, I go, Oh, where's our 50%? <laughs> you know, they're worried about everybody. You find a hundred dollar bill in the parking lot. Where's our 50%? Hmm. Um, you won't be able to pay that 16-year-old girl anymore. Um, I mean, how do you pay her? You're going to have to give her like uh, chocolate bars or something. You know? um, I guess you could transfer I mean, it through her phone, right, if you have digital, digital things. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. And then she's going to be paying taxes. Is, is this IMF digital currency, Martin Armstrong? What's the name of this? What are they calling this? 
Um, you know? I'm not even sure. I it's like know. unicorn or something. It's <laughs> just some um, unicorn. So wait, would this be different from a Federal Reserve, central bank digital currency, or an ECB? Or do they want to make this IMF, in your opinion, the number one baby and do the whole thing? Yes, deal? that's what they want. That's they want they this want. to replace the dollar. Whoa. Um, Whoa. And, um, Whoa. How's I mean, even if you look at like the Bank of England, they were talking about that the digital currency should be programmable. And the way they were actually selling this, believe it or not, was, <laughs> and you can Google this. I mean, it's just abs the, the stuff they put out is just absurd. A mother should be able to restrict their child from buying chocolate. Oh, really? Now, if a mother can, can change what your child is allowed to buy, so can they. <laughs> yeah. All right? right. They can change whatever you're allowed to buy. If your cholesterol um, level is too high because it's all integrated with 5G or whatever, then you can't buy that pizza. No, Martin? No? Yeah, no, you can't exactly. Do that. I mean, you can't do that. They want to control everything. Um, <laughs> they understand that civil unrest comes domestically, which is what leads to revolution, which is different than international war. All right. Um, and but these people think that they can actually control people and prevent that. Um, I mean, just look at what Trudeau did in Canada to the truckers. Anybody yeah. that even donated to the truckers had their accounts frozen, not just the truckers. Um, and GoFundMe actually held back some money. That's that that platform held back yes. millions of dollars that people donated. Uh, it, it's just you know this is what it is. That we are the <laughs> enemy, and people have to understand this. Government does not care about you. Yeah. Um, if you are living in such a wonderland, I mean, you know, it's very nice. Go drink the Kool Aid and and hope to die before you see this, because you're not going to believe what's coming. It's going to be that spooky. I mean, there's, an, look, so there's enough look, people. Not going to, our computer shows are not going to succeed. Uh, really? But, you know, we are going to end up in civil war, international war. Um, I mean, this is why if you just look at it, look, our computer has been projecting this you know, for some time. I mean, I stood up at our 2011 conference and said, okay, yeah. fine. War is going to start in 2014. Here we go. If you asked me, did I, would I have thought at that time that the U.S. would have been the aggressor? I would have said, no, we are. We are the aggressor. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not Russia and it's not China. Russia keeps coming out. The wars should end. They know where it's going. This is going to World War Three. And it's deliberate. Um, Does Socrates, your computer, pre predicting what we would term World War Three? What we would, we in quotes? Yes, really. And I can tell you what they're already planning on doing. And you will see they they want to start World War Three before the election. Twenty four. Their theory hmm. is um, that no president has ever been. Uh, lost an election during a war. So if they start the war, um, they'll blame, you know, some false flag, oh, Russia did this or China did this or whatever to justify it. Um, and then 
they think they'll be able to keep Biden in, in power. And he's great at just reading the cue cards. I mean, not really so great. I mean, <laughs> he's messed up a lot. But uh, he, he signs whatever they stick in front of him. Sure. Um, I mean, really, I mean, you, you take this um, LBG, you know, cue, they, they represent less than 10% of the population. Is that right? 10%? Wow. I think it was actually six. But... Um, and so he stands up and he says he's going to veto a bill that protects women uh, in sports. I mean, look, this is part of an agenda and it's just stuck in front of him. I mean, if he was really looking at this from a, a vote perspective, you would never do that. Right. So, you know, you, you ostracize the majority for a small percentage. Um I mean, how many guys are have had transgender and and actually in women's sports? I think we could probably count them on both hands. I mean, um, so you change the whole country for ten people? Let's say it's fifty people. I mean, I mean, it's just absurd. So, um, how do we, critical thinkers who are libertarian at heart or whatever we are, but not wokey? How are we going to thrive during this all this turmoil that's coming? What what are some of our um, motives and plans that we can do to protect ourselves? Well, you have to understand that basically we're probably looking at um, a, a separatist movement mm -hmm. uh, where the the South does just say enough's enough. Um, uh, Ironically, you have, uh, I mean, you take the abortion issue, for example, uh, it's flipped. Whereas slavery, it was religion in the North against the South. This time it's the South's uh, religious beliefs against the North. Um, so it, it's. So you have like I Florida, say, Texas, uh, Tennessee, Oklahoma, these folks, they'll just get together yes. and maybe farm their own little thing. That's that's most likely what's coming wow. um wow. and because it just gets you know the, the problem with what's going on here is that um the united states was supposed to be states rights and that's being you know unraveled here um when you have a centralized government you know pressing their views upon everybody else, um, then you create discord. And that's basically what's happening. Mm -hmm. Here's an it's only going to get worse. It's not going to reverse. It's, it's going to get worse. Uh, so here's an email from Gabby. Can you ask Martin Armstrong who he really thinks they are? Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we use the term they a lot. Can you uh, tell Gabby and other people who they are, in your opinion, Martin Armstrong? Primarily, I would say the leaders of the pack uh, are really what we would call the neocons. Neocons. Um, and they are the ones that have been creating wars. Um, I think, honestly, when Khrushchev said, we will bury you, they got inspired and, and they justify all these endless wars that they create. Um, 
And, and I mean, that even, you know, includes Vietnam. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you can go on YouTube and, and uh, Google McNamara, who was the neocon back then. And before he died, he put out a book uh, and he did a YouTube uh, yeah, I video, saw the videos, yeah. apologizing, yeah. saying, look, we were wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. 58,000 guys died because they thought uh, this was a communist uh they, they even thought Russia was involved. And he admits that, look, it was a civil war. Yeah. All right. Uh, tapes have come out from uh, LBJ uh, saying that uh, we were never attacked. And they just made all that up. Yeah, the Gulf and, of Tonkin thing was made up, right? Yeah. And he said for all he knew, they were shooting at whales that night. <laughs> Um, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Iraq, weapons of mass destruction. Um, you look at World War One, the Lusitania, they were putting arms on passenger ships. <clears throat> Germany took an ad in the New York Times actually saying, do not sail on this ship, we are going to sink it. And they don't care if they want war. They're they don't care about <clears throat> civilians dying. Uh, you can also Google its own, even Wikipedia, um, Project Northwoods, mm -hmm. where the CIA proposed killing Americans and blaming it on Cuba to start a war. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people have no regard for our rights for anything. Uh, the whole climate change. Uh, in, in all honesty, if you look at it, you'll see it was John McCain, who was the most notorious neocon. Um, he's the one that brought that to the floor. Why? Because Russia, more than 50% of its GDP is fossil fuels. So this whole climate change agenda, CO2, it's all nonsense. Um, I mean, the climate has always changed. All right, it's a great propaganda uh, stage. I mean, um, <clears throat> but it was all to undermine the, the economy of Russia so they could conquer it. Uh, <clears throat> just look at Ukraine. You can Google uh, February 23rd. Um, <clears throat> you'll see that, that Zelensky stood up the day before the event, you know, uh, Putin sent in the troops. And he said, "We're going to rearm with nuclear weapons." That was covered in the in in the London newspapers that night, and we put on our site. Uh, Putin, you know, when he addressed the country, he says they're going to put nukes in in Ukraine. I mean, this is the same. We went to you know over the Cuban Missile Crisis. Same I mean, deal with Kennedy, uh, right? yeah. Are, are there really uh, m m lots of troops on Ukraine's border? Or, uh, I think you have it on your website. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that. Where the, There's a lot. How many? And what are they doing? They're sitting there ready to move in? They're going to go in with NATO? Oh, yes. They'll create some sort of a, yeah. a false flag. Uh, you take Syria. They got caught on that. It was Westerners that went in and gassed people and tried to blame it on Assad. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, this is endless. They, they, you know, I can tell you, even with nine eleven, the first guys were in. They were um, arrested, 
they drew the World Trade Center on the cell of you know of the prison with planes going into it a year before. They arrested even their lawyer who was passing notes to them. Oh, we had no idea. No, they knew exactly what was happening. Uh, they allowed, they instructed planes not to, to, you know, interfere. They could have taken them out. They could have simply taken over the, the planes retroact, you know, from a remotely and, and guided them away. They wanted that to happen. Look what they got out of it. The Patriot Act and everything else. And going in airports, taking our shoes off to this yeah, day, I mean, to this look, day to this day yeah you got to take your shoes off I mean, take your belt on. off I, mean, <laughs> I can't believe we the people are still putting up with this 20 25 years later i mean what, what's up with that we still walk around and we we do it look i was i was in line at an airport and there was uh a, an older guy there and they made him take his shoes off he's like i gotta take my shoes off and the, a young girl behind says oh Obviously, he doesn't fly. I mean, as if this is normal. I, said, yeah, I felt like saying to her, honey, we never used to have to do this. <laughs> I remember the days you walk in like 20 minutes before the flight, right? And jump right in. Yeah. yeah it was just easy peasy. Could you imagine the work hours, time wasted with all this airport stuff? Millions and millions of just down the tubes, right? Just productivity. Woo. Yeah, it's look, this is it's all part of control. Um, they look at these things as we are the enemy. Uh, government is not there for us. You better you better wake up. Um, so we're going to have to just just stay out of their way because these people are. I mean, what are they going to do here? Well, eventually <clears throat> the people will rise up, and that's what brings it apart. That's what's um, going to do it. Yeah. it. It's not going to succeed. Uh, the, the world that they envision is no different than communism, where everything is centrally controlled, etc. Um, uh, digital currency. Look, I've been in meetings with governments, you know, for 40 years. And, and their view is they wouldn't have these deficits if everybody paid their taxes. Oh, really? So it's never their fault. It's always us. Uh and, and we all pay our taxes. What do you mean? What are they talking about? I mean, they think you, you know, like I said, you found a hundred dollar bill in the parking lot. Where's our 50%? And <laughs> it's, I mean, it's absurd. You had them pushing, you know, to audit transactions of $600 and say, oh, we're going after billionaires. I don't think, you know, Elon Musk is on eBay selling a used. <laughs> Uh, bicycle for six hundred dollars. Is that going know? to go through the six hundred dollar deal, or is it? Uh, they're backing off because okay. you had the Republicans coming in. But I mean, I mean, the absurdity of even saying that—that that they're going after the rich. I'm sorry, six hundred dollars is not going to. If you've got a lot of money and businesses, you don't have time to go on eBay selling. You know, six hundred dollars. I mean, maybe one time. You know, I mean, Martin, you make your career out of this? The whole thing is so ridiculous and so nonsensical that just doesn't make sense with all of this woke stuff. It's hard to imagine there's 150 or whatever, 200 million people that are just not going to someday just say no, right? 
And the, is, that what you, is that what you're predicting? Is that what you're... Yes. Yeah. Uh, if, if you look at when does it break? Yeah, yeah. Um, Good question. You have to look... Just, just look at the revolution in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeltsin stood on the tank in 91, and the military was there, and he said, don't fire on, on our people. They didn't. And as soon as they didn't, then the government fell. Uh, it's when the military and the police no longer protect those in power. Once they quit and they move to, to defend the people, the government falls. Do you think that could happen that in this country? Everywhere. You've seen this oh, happen yeah. before in history. That's the breaking oh, all point. all the time. All the time. Wow. All the time. Well, that's cool. Um, that's the way it, it goes. Mm. Uh, as long as the, the police and the military defend the government, then, you know, that's the problem. I mean, even if you look at Rome, mm. how many times the troops would hail a you know, their general as the new emperor and you'd end up with a civil war. So the military was, would split one side voting, you know, f- against the other side. We will see that. Our military will also split. And you'll have certain generals saying, "We're not going to do this." Right, we're we're done. We're we're not. Yeah, but it'll split up. You, you think so? There'll be. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, look, history is is a great forecaster, uh, mainly because human nature never changes. Um, it, it doesn't matter if you're looking at you know three thousand BC. A mother still mourned for her son killed in battle as yes. then as she does today. Uh, so we've always been, you know, the same. So it's just a question of um, we put up with it for a while. And then it just reaches a point. It, it, from the government standpoint, well, you didn't say anything when I stole $100. When I stole 1000 from you, you didn't say anything. When I stole 10000 you didn't say anything. Why are you getting mad now that I'm taking 100000 <laughs> You know, they think it's endless. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at some point, it crosses the line. Here's and an e- that's what we're, we're looking at. Here's an email from Bobby. I don't understand this $250,000 insurance for the smaller banks compared to the bigger banks. Can Mr. Armstrong explain what's going on? Is my money safe in a regional bank? Okay, good question. Um. If you keep it under two fifty, you're okay. Um, yeah, I mean the the problem was, I mean I was even called on this, and uh, I lost my voice screaming at them. <laughs> I said you have to cover everything, all the accounts in 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 the SVB bank. Oh, well, why? Because if you do not, all right, small businesses. Will be wiped out. They won't be able to play their pay their employees, and then every small business in the country will see that and withdraw their money from their any regional bank. I said you'll create a major banking crisis. That's why they had to cover them. They had to look two fifty is maybe sufficient for an individual, not for a small business. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got employees, etc. You have to have money in those accounts. They're deducted for payroll, etc. What is? What are you talking about here? You're going to wipe out uh, the economy, and seventy percent of GDP is small business. 
So are we we're going to now see more banks fall and go boom? In your opinion, this year, next year, I mean, your Socrates? The biggest problem with um, a lot of the small regional banks have been that they were unsophisticated. They were reading the newspapers, the fake news. Oh, inflation is going to be solved. Oh, inflation will go down. It's not. Uh, inflation started rising in 2020. All right. It took the Fed, all right, <clears throat> until really, if you look at the first time the Fed started raising interest rates, it was within a few weeks of the Ukrainian war starting. So what you have to understand is that um, <clears throat> war is the most inflationary aspect in the economy, period. Uh, you know, just look at Vietnam. I mean, the Federal Reserve knows that. They're going to continue to raise interest rates because we're looking at an endless pit here with Ukraine. I mean, it's absurd. Biden is paying the the cost of the entire Ukrainian government. All employees are being paid there by the United States and their pensions. Wow. Wow. He's taking care of them before us. This is all this agenda. And he doesn't even understand what he's doing because he just signs the stuff that they stick in front of his nose. Um, and there's not enough Republican it, it, conservative sure. people to stop this. They're just... He's just doing it with the executive orders? Just boom? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Pretty much. This is it. Um, and unfortunately, you have neocons on both sides of the aisle. All right. You've got Republican neocons. Yeah, we got to go after China. Do you understand what you're you're talking about? All right. <laughs> Can you imagine China? Uh, yeah, I, I go to really, war with China. It, it, yeah, that's... I mean, one of them, I forget his name, he says, oh, we could we could defeat Russia in five days. So what, or three days it was? Oh, so I guess China, we can wipe them out in just six days? <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. This is absolutely absurd. I mean, all they want is war. They don't think of anything else. Um, I mean, as you know, I mean, I've known just about every head of state of, of any importance for a long time. I went and I did have dinner at Mar-a-Lago in March of, of 20, uh, when, you know, uh, Trump was still president. And I would say he, he actually imp impressed me. He said that he wanted to pull the troops out of Afghanistan. He said he was sick and tired of writing letters to their parents to say, oh, your son died for God and country. And he said, <clears throat> quote unquote, what difference do we make? They've been fighting over borders for a thousand years. What difference are we going to make? And you know, had John Bolton and the rest of, oh, he's a traitor, you know, Putin puppet, dragging people out. Why are we there? You, Afghanistan did not affect anybody's livelihood here. It didn't affect our, our rights. Um, Vietnam, I mean, Iraq, none of these wars ever threatened the United States. It's always them playing, you know, with their toy soldiers, and we happen to be the toys. <laughs> we, That's the problem. We are the toys. Dude, um, 
I've read, I think this is true, that even Saudi Arabia and now Iraq has depegged from the dollar. So if more countries do this, this is going to uh, increase or accelerate this whole digital thing. So this is all part of their plan as well. Yes, but also what Biden did by putting the sanctions on Russia was the worst possible thing you could have done. Um, when Russia went into into uh, Crimea, uh, Obama went to Swift and said he wanted to have them removed and they refused. They said, no, that would undermine the world economy. They were correct. So what did they do? They replaced the head of Swift in 2019. <laughs> Obama, you know, is no longer around. So Biden goes, we, we want Russia removed from the SWIFT. Oh, okay, whatever you want. All right. You have now undermined and you've terminated uh, the global economy. Immediately, China started, you know, Their own thing, right? expediting its, its, its chip system. You've divided the world economy. Hmm. Once you did that, you undermined the dollar. So you have these other countries now saying, well, gee, if I'm going to do business with Russia, I got to recognize the ruble. Mm -hmm. It's no longer going to be a dollar. Or the yuan, right? Whatever. I mean, so that's what's, uh, you know, you've undermined the the global economy with these sanctions against Russia, which were absolutely absurd and violated international law. they start confiscating people, uh, private citizens' assets. Oh, because they supported Putin. Yeah, yeah. Their ships. Okay, Get so their boats, let's right. see. Uh, under that theory, Biden can confiscate all the, the assets of Republicans because they're the opposition as well. I mean, you know, it's one thing to put sanctions on between countries. You can't go and confiscate individuals' assets because they're Russian. Um, Czechoslovakia was saying, oh, we're just going to confiscate everything owned by Russians. Individual people? Could, could all of these things not, been, not be Martin Armstrong, that they're stupid, but they, they knew this was going to happen and this is all part of the, you know, are they clever I, enough I to do it that? So. Yeah. In all honesty, I'm not sure you can, even Dumb and Dumber would have done this. <laughs> Um, I mean, they can't be this stupid. They really can't. Um, I would like to think they are, but it's it's just, this is beyond any possible inclination of intelligence. Um, I mean, I was used to be part of the vetting process for people that wanted to run for, for president. And I would be sent in, to, and they said oh, I was there to advise them on the world economy. And then it was then I would be debrie- debriefed. And like, what do you think? Do you think they're smart enough? Can they handle this? And to go from that to absolutely, you know, to the point where if I met with Biden, I'd bring a napkin so I could wipe the drool from his mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's they want. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, that's really why they wanted to get rid of Trump. Uh, 
how dare somebody tell us what you know what we're going to do here in washington um it's and they're going to do everything they can so he doesn't run again right i mean do you think oh they're doing everything possible and they're not going to stop here look i would be very concerned that they would even assassinate him and 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 call it uh oh some mexican did because he was anti-mexican or something you know um anything's possible yeah i mean look these people will not um accept trump any because i think trump probably would now be the best president because now he understands the game yeah (laughs) and if he went in there he would start tearing it apart uh which is what we really need but um they're they're not going to let him uh i just don't see that they're going to allow him to to be you know president one way or another I, i agree with you this is from jeremy is it possible that we'll be able to uh pay for things using paper paper dollars not digital for a long time to come when this digital thing comes into being so would paper dollars be good for a long time martin armstrong you could just use paper dollars for years from now uh they will probably cancel the paper currency after the 2024 election you could do that you could actually cancel paper currency People don't realize that you <laughs> routinely cancels their currencies all the time. Do they? Canada has already canceled all its old high denomination notes. India canceled its high denomination notes. U.S. has never canceled currency. We will do it. Really? So how do we, the only way to get around that would be to buy gold and silver, right? Or Bitcoin no, or something. Canceling, what, what happens is they say, okay, fine. Um like you know when i've traveled i had you know some 10 pound notes in britain oh they're no longer good you have to take them to the central bank they swap them all right as a foreigner but let's say i was british and i have a hundred thousand pounds i got to take them to the bank oh where'd you get this did you pay your taxes on it um that's why they do this all right so if you got a stash of currency you have a choice you bring it in and then you're going to say oh you never paid all your taxes or you let it expire and lose it all um but you will be given a window of opportunity to take your dollars and go down and they'll give you digital currency that's what's going to happen force us into that old digital thing look you can google it i mean i've traveled europe so many you know for 40 years france even canceled coins that they had 10 franc coins were canceled um i had a uh a german client who bought all the old coins for scrap metal and then the government didn't have metal enough to to make new coins so they suddenly declared the old coins would still be valid up to and it became a multi-millionaire <laughs> because he was buying piles of the old coins for scrap metal hmm. um here's an email so this is the way it is. here's an email from alan from martin armstrong if memory serves correctly i think professor carol quigley noted that what separates the controllers from the rest of us is technology and our weapons with the digital technology we have now it does seem feasible 
that they have the technology to dominate everyone instead of killing everyone off, you can control and monitor them at the same time. Yes, but people basically will um, rebel. Yeah. I mean, that's just simply the way it is. Um, I mean, anybody that went to, to Russia in the communist days, I mean, they would follow you around to make sure who you were talking to even. You know? um, that's just simply the way it was. Uh, when I went behind the Berlin Wall, we went to lunch in this place, and each individual at the table had their own waiter. Uh, he wasn't there really to serve you. He would take the napkin, put it on your mm-hmm. on your lap or whatever. It was to listen to what you were saying, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but stood at attention right beside you the whole time. Oh. Nancy, Nancy I mean, writes in what. Is it that is so important about Ukraine that we're sending so much money over there? I never hear anything explained like I just that we're sending a billion here, a billion. Can you explain it to me from Nancy? Ukraine has been, um, it's not part of NATO. And it is the breadbasket for Europe. But it is the way to invade uh, Russia. They used Ukraine uh, basically to create this fake war. You can Google, it was the, it was the Minsk Agreement. The Minsk, right. Uh, and they had agreed that the Donbass, which are all Russians, mm-hmm. um, should be allowed to vote and separate. And they were supposed to change the constitution of um, Ukraine to allow that to happen. Yes, sir. And they just refused to do it. And when a journalist asked Merkel, why are they not forcing Ukraine to, you know, to honor the Minsk agreement? Perhaps she had too much to drink that day or whatever. I don't know. But she came out. Oh, we never really intended to do that. Uh, we just did that to buy time for Ukraine to build an army. I mean, that was the most wow. damaging political statement I think I ever heard in my life. So why would somebody now negotiate with you at all? Yeah. You know, I mean, any peace agreement that means that you don't, you won't keep it. Um. So so Ukraine is just used is is the excuse. Oh, see how bad Russia is. They've invaded a sovereign country. Right. Ukraine was never a sovereign country to begin with. Um, and the Russian Empire went right up to the river where, where Kiev is. And I'm talking about the empire of the czars. Yes. So everybody east of that are Russians. They've lived there for hundreds of years. So that would be more equivalent to Mexico coming into Texas and saying it's ours <laughs> uh, and everybody here now has to speak Mexican. And by the way, uh, you have to honor our church, not anybody else's. This is what Ukraine is. That's an interesting analogy. But these people really think that they can go in and get rid of Putin and take over Russia. I mean, do they really believe this? Do you think, Martin Armstrong? These neocons, they're... This is their theory. Wow. It's regime change. Wow. All right. They they sell this all the time. Iraq. Oh, they demonize a head of state like Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, yeah. Right? 
And then they go in and they actually convince themselves that by overthrowing that leader, the people will cheer and give them a ticker tape parade. You can Google um, uh, Tony Blair's apology for the Iraq war. He admits, we thought, you know, we were freeing the people and uh, they ended up being, you know, losing more people to sectarian violence. Uh, it's the same thing. Oh, we removed Putin and the, the Russians will cheer because he's such a bad leader. It's it's just total nonsense. How can they be um, that confused or that out of touch with reality? I have a hard time understanding that. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, I know some of them. I knew Bill Crystal. He wrote a book that justified the Iraq war. Did he? Uh, Bill yeah. used to teach uh, politics at, at Penn University in Philadelphia. Uh, look, uh, <clears throat> I disagree with them. You know, they they think that oh, that replacing all the various dictators and governments in the Middle East, it would secure the Middle East for, for Israel and possible war. So, I mean, it, look, we've always heard the same thing. I mean, Hitler, well, if we conquer all of Europe, we'll end war. <laughs> and Napoleon, they say, oh, well, well you know, I'm killing you so we end the violence. You know, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what do you, you know? This, here's they an drank, email from, you know, smoke too much. Here's that. an email from Pablo. Thanks for having Martin on. Can he explain or comment if there is a spiritual aspect to all of this? For example, some have suggested that war isn't just about money and control, but to also participate in human sacrifice and to generate fear and misery. Our Fiat dollars have Egyptian symbology printed on it, too. Hmm. I don't know about that. Um, I do know that, you know, it's these people are more. I don't know. I, I think that they are obsessed with with the fact that Khrushchev had said, we will, you know, bury mm -hmm. you. And their theory is they want to conquer the world now and force their idea of democracy upon the world. The problem is we don't have a democracy. It's a republic. Yes, sir. We don't get to vote should we go to war or not. Um, I mean, Vietnam, you, you were drafted at 18. You were too young to vote and too young to drink, but not too young to be cannon fodder. I mean, you can die for, for the neocons, but you can't vote about it and you can't even have a drink. I mean... These people are sick. They really are sick. Remember the day when you actually would have to go to Congress to get a vote to see if you would go to war? Wasn't that's probably still on the books, isn't it? Somewhere. It's it's in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution, that, yeah. But the problem is, um, we have not declared war on Russia. Oh, I see. That's the way they do it, right? Yeah. Yes, we're just supporting Ukraine. You see. Mm -hmm. um, and if Putin understands what's going on now, you got you know uh, he does. Right? <laughs> oh yes, he does. Oh yes, he, does. he realizes that it's all been a setup to create World War Three. Right. Um, but Putin is not 
by any way, shape, or form this evil emperor that they they portray. You know, portray. It doesn't Putin like is, is probably the only reasonable guy out there. <laughs> and you you remove Putin and just look at who is behind him. It's the second tier, the old hardliners that are threatening World War Three. Um, the you know this is what you're. The, you know, the head of Chetnya came out and said, oh, we should really nuke them. And Putin comes out and said, we don't want to go there. I mean, you remove Putin and we're going to have a real serious real problem. problem. Real because problem. the rest of these guys, uh, it, they're just as crazy as our neocons. Um, Any truth to these cancer rumors with Putin? Have you been able to suss that out at all, Martin Armstrong? Not really. I mean, it's been going, you know, uh, most of that has been propaganda from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they believe their own nonsense. They, you know, somehow that, uh, oh, you re remove Putin and we'll win the war. I mean, you remove Putin and basically I think Ukraine's done. I mean, I, you know, they would nuke it. Um, they would and, nuke and these it. people can't even see what's going on here. I mean, you've divided um Nixon divided China and and Russia to create world peace. We've done nothing but put them together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah. and it we would not be fighting just Russia. We're fighting also, you know, uh China. And at the same time, North Korea has already agreed with them. They will invade the South. And in and over in the Middle East, you're gonna have uh Iran, Iran. on, on yeah. that side. On their side. Yeah. And and probably Syria as well. And there's a, a a big question whether or not even Turkey will will maybe flip uh abandon NATO and go with uh with Russia. That'd be a big deal, wouldn't it? That'd be a huge deal. You know, again, there you have the idea of that Turkey was the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. And if they joined Russia, then they would get to conquer the Middle East and once again rise to the Ottoman Empire. Um, so, I mean, a lot of these things you have to understand, you know, cultural issues are going back a long time. Um, and we're headed towards World War III, and it will probably really erupt more so in 2025. Um, but the U.S., these neocons are going to try and start it and create some sort of false flag and blame Putin or China, whatever, uh, and before the 2024 election so that they keep Biden. So it would be a hot war, you're, you're conjecturing is possible, and where would all that hot stuff be take place? How do we, the people, always manage to get the hot stuff over there and not here? I mean, is that going to be over those days? Oh, yeah. And I mean, look, uh, really? they think that they can uh, conquer Russia without nukes. Um, that's why they're putting like uh, 250,000 men in Poland. Uh, 250,000 250, Americans in yeah. Poland? Wow. Uh, not Americans, all NATO. Okay, NATO. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they've also told Pol you know, uh, Poland is is instituting a draft to, to raise two hundred fifty thousand men themselves. Really, and they want five hundred thousand men to to invade Russia and take Moscow right from Poland. 
I mean, this is what's going on. The West is the aggressor. And these neocons are, are the ones behind it. Uh, e- even you take the International Criminal Court, the ICC, mm-hmm. which, oh, indicted, you know, Putin. First of all, I've had dinner with them. And <clears throat> the former prosecutor of Nuremberg argued against them on the floor because there is no such jurisdiction to do so. All right. <clears throat> the ICC was created... And it can only indict someone who is a member. Well, guess what? Who's not a member? United States, China, and Russia. All right. They have no jurisdiction whatsoever to indict Putin. So this is the neocons using the ICC, just like SWIFT. They've surrendered their integrity. Um, and it's absurd. Um, it's absolutely absurd. I mean, you go ahead and try and arrest, you know, Putin. I think that would be justification for Russia to start pushing the button. I mean, come off it. I mean, this is all strategically outlined to create war. And is it fair to say that Putin is going to do whatever it takes to defend his country? Correct? Whatever it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we're, you know, yeah. I'm concerned that he will be <clears throat> either pushed aside because of health or something. Um, the the hardliners went back. Um, <clears throat> I mean, back in 99, I ended up in the middle of all this, this crazy stuff. But the neocons were using the bankers to take over Russia back then. They got... Uh, Putin to basically, I mean, they got Yeltsin to take $7 billion from the IMF, immediately ran in and said, oh, the wire went through Bank of New York, went into to charge Bank of New York with the biggest money laundering and knowing that it went to Yeltsin. So then they threatened Yeltsin, you have to step down from uh, the 2000 election. And they tried to put in their boy, which was um, Baryshnovsky. Yeltsin then realized that the neocons had set this whole thing up. That's when he turned to Putin. I've got all the declassified papers from the Clinton administration. You got the whole thing, yeah. You got all the papers. And Putin was not a communist. He was not a politician. And he was not an oligarch. That's why he, you know, the people were cheering. And he had like a 75% approval rating. Because... He was not going to take the country back to communism, which the, you know, the hardliners wanted to do. Um, the people themselves didn't want to go back to communism. So the neocons put it, oh, he wants to resurrect the USSR. And that was nonsense. He, he's had 30 years to try and he has never made a move to do so. All right. The old, you know, <clears throat> the oligarchs, um, they want. They were trying to take over Russia to bring it into the West to make money, hmm. um, and all that's in the in the papers as well. Uh, and <clears throat> I've done a book on this. It's basically the plot to seize Russia, and you know I <clears throat> put in all the declassified documents. I get the phone calls between Yeltsin and Clinton. Um, and it's it's really an eye opener as to what really happened in history. 
And so Yeltsin turned to, to Putin and, and his last words to him, protect Russia. Protect Russia. All right. The communists had filed an impeachment motion to try and get rid of Yeltsin so they could take over. That's why he turned to Putin. Uh-huh. So you remove Putin and those communists are coming back. All right. And they are the ones that are threatening nuclear war, etc. It's not Putin. So you have to understand they demonize a head of state as part of their strategy. They demonize Trump to get rid of him. You have to attack that person. <clears throat> Go after their character, call them every name in the book, whatever. And that gets people to hate them. So that's what they're doing. You know, they did that to Saddam Hussein. They did that to Assad. Uh, and <clears throat> they're doing that to Putin. Gaddafi. Gaddafi, too. Gaddafi, too. I mean, this is what they do. They make it sound like you remove that head of state and everything will be fine. Mm. Mm. And it's just not. <clears throat> That's not going to happen. So uh, Putin's play now is simply to keep NATO away from his border. So why? And he wants to take over Ukraine, so just he can keep NATO out? No, he no? was... <clears throat> We started the civil war in Ukraine. Yes. Um, you can Google it. As soon as uh, Trump was elected in November, that December, you, ha you, can, you can see. I mean, uh, John McCain immediately ran to Ukraine. We're going to give you everything you need to start war. You know, in 2014, when the revolution took place, we stuck in an interim government. It was unelected. That is the government that started the, the civil war on directions from the American neocons. Victoria Nuland, that and whole place. They play. immediately started attacking it, and they started the civil war. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, anybody that was for separation, they suddenly called a terrorist. Um, they love those words, you know, and... We funded the Civil War. We started this whole thing. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of videos of John McCain there in 2014. We're here for you. Yes. Okay? Overthrow your government. We're here for you. It had nothing to do with the Ukrainian people. They don't care if at last one of them dies on the battlefield. Um, they, they don't care about people. They really don't. This is all in a... a all they want is war. That's all I could tell you. I mean, it's, it's conquer Russia at every possible, you know, course of action. Here's an email from I mean, even Politico did an article on, on McCain. It said he never changes his, he never changed his, his argument against Russia regardless of who was in power. Hmm. Brenda writes in, she's in, she's in Alberta, Canada. What if Donald Trump was using key military manuals to destroy the New World Order administration? Are you aware of continuity of government executive order 13823, keeping Gitmo open, which revolved, revoked Obama's order to shut it down? Look, I mean, I'm here in Florida. I can tell you that the Tampa is the regional area there for... Uh, controlling the entire Middle East. 
and Trump had a team there to decide how to get out of all of this stuff. And when when Biden came in, he dismissed them and wouldn't listen to anything. Wow. They had the withdrawal from Afghanistan. They had everything worked out. The guys in Gitmo are are the innocent ones. Yeah. Uh, if they had were guilty, they would put them on trial. Um, they never do. Uh, they put one guy, which was supposed to be their best case, on trial in New York City with 224 charges, and the jury dismissed it 223. And that was their best case. That was their best case. Wow. These people. So after that, that was it. They just left them there to rot in prison, no trial, no anything. Uh, and because it's in Gitmo, the Supreme Court rules that it's not territorial United States, so therefore they're not entitled to constitutional rights hmm. or even human rights. It's just terrible what's going on down there. Just awful. Just awful. <clears throat> well, Mr. Armstrong, we the people sure have our hands full. <laughs> we, that we do. <laughs> that, that we do. Tell folks about your website before we go. Armstrong Economics, you have a lot of different platforms in areas you work with people. Give yourself a little plug for what you do there. Uh, well, basically what we do is a, uh, it's a public service. You don't have to register to go in. We don't send endless emails trying to sell you swap land or something. Um <laughs> I was kind of interested it, it, in Swampland, really. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even sell advertising. Huh. It's 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 just simply out there for the people to uh, to use, and we you know it's more or less we're just trying to you know pay back. That's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gold and silver is a good idea, don't you think? I mean, kind of. I think you know. Um, on the silver, I would be looking at the old silver coins, yeah. uh, 64 and back. Yeah. Um, but you have to understand uh, that if you're going to use it, the person on the other side might not be familiar with what it is and a coin they can look at. I mean, there, there are YouTube videos showing that um, uh, people were offered a chocolate bar and a bar of silver and they took the chocolate. And they took the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, so, I mean, you, you have to understand, you might know what it is. That doesn't necessarily guarantee the other person does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So make it, you know, I would say use the old silver coins. Um, I mean, I like gold, uh, you know, I buy the old $20 gold pieces, but, it, you know, try and use that and go into Starbucks. They're not going to be able to give you change, you know? Yeah. yeah. Boy, a lot of central banks are buying gold. Hey, Matt Norris, what? A lot of that going on. Ooh. Again, that is because of the um, the whole thing with uh, war that's coming. Uh, China's been selling off U.S. debt. Have they? I've warned that <clears throat> when they don't have any debt left, that's when war comes. You don't buy the national debt of, the, of your opponent to fund them in war against you. Hmm. Uh, that's what, you know, gold is just neutral. It's not they're buying gold because they think it's going to go up. Um, they're <clears throat> getting rid of dollars because you're not going to be involved in uh, funding your enemy. 
because the United States, if we went to war against China, they would just say, no, we're not paying any of that debt. Or the, the trillion dollars or whatever they have in, in Whatever treasuries. they have, they yeah. would just cancel it. Yeah, just cancel So that's why they're switching to gold because hmm. <clears throat> get rid of all, and they've been selling billions of dollars of U.S. debt every month. They? They're not dumping it all trying to hurt the market. They're just trying to get as much money out of it as they possibly can. As they can. That is showing we are going to war. And do you think that Putin is biding his time knowing what's going on in this country um, as well? So maybe he's not in a terrific hurry to do what he's doing over there? He's just kind of... They're trying to, you know, they keep putting out these olive branches to end the war. And the West does not want it to end because they want they want war. They, they, want they don't care about the Ukrainian people. They really don't care. And the U.S. is still the main supporter of, of uh, NATO, as Trump used to talk a lot about, right? We're still the yes. number one. Number one, yeah. It, it's, it's absurd, the whole thing. No. Um, I mean, you, you'll see on our site, I've got videos of Zelensky saying that America will send its boys and girls over here to fight and they will die. And he's buying I mean, home. what are we fighting for? Yeah. Mr. Armstrong, thanks for being on the show. I wanted to sneak in at the last minute here. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I appreciate your work, and stay focused on it. Keep us informed what's well, going on. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to join you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Martin Armstrong, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network.com. It is Armstrong Economics. We'll have this video up on BitChute and also all of our audios. Please pass on these links to everyone that you care about and you get a, an interesting idea from a perspective from a gentleman that's been at this a very, very long time. We are going to take a few... Uh, we're going to take a day off tomorrow. We always take Thursdays off. We'll see you on Friday, and we'll get back into the and figure out what we're going to do with our lives, and that's always good to do that. Um, a little plug here for my good friend, Fred Dashevsky. Before we go, if you care to get some of those pre-65 gold, I'm sorry, silver, dimes, quarters, halves, silver dollars uh, that Mr. Armstrong talked about. He wasn't plugging our guy, but you can get them anywhere. But we recommend, if you'd like, to get them from somebody that we know. And we've known Fred Jaszewski for 25 years. Fred is the partner, former partner of Andrew Goss. He's a good guy. U.S. Coin Capital, 800-878-2646. Now, you can get the gold uh, $20 gold pieces uh, at St. Gaudens that are very popular. Those were around in the uh, Roaring Twenties when they ended up in Europe and then came back here. There's a lot of them, uh, but a limited supply of them. But then the, what they call currency silver, which is pre-65 dimes, quarters, halves, and some silver dollars. And these have real silver in them. And the metaphor I like to use, which is really fun, is that when I was in high school, I had a 52 Chevy. This is, say, 1965. Well, my brother had the Chevy, but he let me drive it. 
1965, just graduating from high school, 64. Gas was about um, 25 cents a gallon. Right, 25 cents a gallon, I remember. Cigarettes were 20 cents a pack when I used to smoke Lucky Strikes back in the day. I can't believe I did that. And you could take that little silver quarter and buy a gallon of gas, and you could take that same silver quarter, if you wouldn't have spent it, the same one, not one of these new guys, but the same silver quarter, and today you could buy maybe two or three gallons of gas, depending on how much gas is, because uh, that quarter might be worth six, seven, eight dollars. So you can see how it does hold its value, uh, real silver and gold. Okay, so we'll see you on Friday. Thank you all for being here. Thanks to Martin Armstrong. And uh, again, please pass on these links to everyone that you care about. Sign up for BitChute if you're watching on BitChute. Subscribe, and we have a lot of great videos we put up all the time. So I love you all very much. Thank you. And uh, may the blessings be. Take care. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.